I'm Ebony K. Williams, your attorney at law and your host. Welcome to Holding Court, where y'all know what we do. We analyze the very latest in legal headlines that everybody's already talking about. We dig into how the courts impact the culture. We break it down for you straight from gavel to your news feeds. And this, I promise y'all, each and every week, we're gonna keep it 100, right, Dustin Ross? That's right, especially during Christmas time, Ebony. <laughs> <laughs> Happy so holidays. That's right. <laughs> let's do it. Okay, Dustin, 2020, I mean, I don't even really know the exact word to <sighs> uh describe this uh this particular year. Shit show comes top mm-hmm. of mind. But I do wanna uh, make space for the fact that 2020 has also offered a lot of blessing and opportunity. Right. So uh, it's been a really interesting Petri dish, I think, of the 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 kind of quintessential highs and lows of the human experience. It, yeah. Does that sound does that find, find itself kind of correct? It definitely resonates with me because this has been a year of extreme highs and extreme lows. Mm-hmm. And it's also been a very um, telling year. It really it gave us an opportunity to prove ourselves as professionals in our field, prove ourselves as just resilient people in this world. Um, so it's been a hell of a year, to say the least. A hell of a year. I like yeah. that. 2020 was a hell of a year. And mm-hmm. just to run down some of the big kind of key events, it is mind-blowing to just look at it. and it's see lengthy, it in written form, right? 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 Isn't that crazy? So let's just go through some of this here. Starting off, of course, uh, I remember exactly when and where I heard the news. I could not believe it. Like so many others, Kobe Bryant uh, and his beloved daughter, Gianna, killed in that horrific helicopter accident. Yeah. And that was pretty much how the year started off in terms of being, you know, newsworthy events. So that was in January. Then also in January, Trump gets impeached. uh, he, He was absolutely impeached. And uh, then in February, he was eventually Trump, we know, was acquitted of it, mm-hmm. that, but he was impeached. Mm-hmm. Um, February. And ain't nothing he can do about it, Dan. No. You are, all, you are forever stained in the mis- in, in American record of you history. Call, did you call him tainted, Dustin? Tainted. Tainted. Okay. tainted. Trump is tainted. Now, then after the killing of Ahmaud Arbery, February also uh, saw the indictment of Juicy Smollett, also mm. known as uh, J- Jussie. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, and that was just the legal case. I have to say, uh, Dustin, they kept on giving. I mean, I feel like I've been talking about Juicy Smollett for two years because there's just always another layer. Uh, so the, the, in February of this year, he was indicted from additional charges. Legally, we also saw Harvey Weinstein, who was found guilty um, of rape, among other charges, mm-hmm. and who is currently, as we speak, still serving his prison sentence. And literally now, rotting inside jail. Have you seen him lately? He literally looks rotten. Well, because he is. You mm-hmm. know, they say what's, what's inside is always going to come out. Oh, baby, it's showing. It's, it's showing. showing. Yeah. yeah, your rottenness is showing, Harvey. Fast forward now to March, uh, the tragic killing, uh, I believe, what was <sighs> a murder of Breonna Taylor. Uh, this woman who was uh, an EMT, uh, a devoted community member, shot and killed in her own home. Unbelievable. 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 Can't even be safe in your own damn house. Literally. Unbelievable. 
um, and of course, a lot more developed in her case and will continue to, which we will cover. Uh, also, March was really the beginning of when we started hearing about COVID, right? And it was coronavirus and could black people get it? Remember that shit? Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that craziness. And then I know that here in New York and other places, the stay in home order started mm-hmm. to roll in mm-hmm. and it felt so nuts. And I'll be the first to admit, Dustin, when they started saying uh, stay at home and shutting down restaurants. I was just like, really, really? And here we are, you know, some 300,000 deaths in America alone later from coronavirus. It's very serious. It became very real for all of us at that point when she started seeing people actually lose their life, lose family members from this shit. It became real. And so I'm with you, Ebony. I was like, well, why do we have to stop living essentially Mm. to stop this virus from spreading? But we learned very quickly just how real it was. So... And I mean, not for nothing, Dustin. I think we we know that the culture really started taking the shit serious when oh. the NBA shut down, right? Oh. I mean, that was it. I mean, I, I mean, it's it's kind of funny, but that's when we were like, oh shit, y'all literally right. are suspending the entire NBA season. Uh-huh. Oh, I guess it's real, and that's yeah. just that's just what it was. Electronic you know? fans in the audience, the digital fans in the audience, everything is just completely different than what we knew to be normal. Everything. Indeed. Ins- insane. Mm-hmm. One of the the good, fantastic things that COVID did bring us were, of course, these amazing versus battles, right? Oh, and, my God. Um, I have to say, you know, I-, I did enjoy the recent one with E-40 and... Um, too Short? Short too Dog? Short. Uh-huh. Brother, br- Brother Too Short. I love that Bay Area thing. But, but mm-hmm. for me, I really love the original format of versus when it was just iphones everybody's in their own crib on lockdown and not all the technical production right well what it did was it brought it it really made us realize that we all were experiencing this pandemic and this this home quarantine together everyone was doing it the celebrities were at home on their phones communicating just like we were and struggling everybody and struggling teddy riley you know teddy uh, riley trying to do too much but that's, to another, that's a whole nother episode <laughs> we'll wait till episode 12 for him we love teddy but that was hilarious mm-hmm. um because it, it, it was yeah it was teddy and babyface it took them mm-hmm. three tries mm-hmm. three tries we, we but but listen i was here for all three so me too uh, then, of course, in May, and this is really, Dustin, where the the racial reckoning and revolution of 2020 began in full form. We already mentioned Brother Ahmad Arbery and Sister Breonna Taylor being killed in February and March, respectively. But in May, the entire world saw George Floyd murdered on video when a police officer by the name of Derek Chauvin. A murderer. Mm-hmm. A murderer. Mm-hmm. Use his knee to 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 sit on this man's neck and snuff the life out of him for an entire eight minutes and forty six seconds, and it really changed things. And I have to say, Dustin, at first, I was a bit, I guess, what's the word, mm, skeptical, right? Because it's like, shit, we've been seeing black men and women killed on video for oh, well over twenty, thirty years. So why is this so different? And what a lot of white people said to me was that this was different because there was literally no argument to be made. Now, this is controversial, but they were like, sometimes when we've seen other black men and women killed on uh, on film by cops, 
well, had they complied? Or, you know, the whataboutism shit starts, right? Mm, mm, mm. Well, what kind of person were they? Well, well, there was no fucking well with George Floyd. No, it was blatant. Blatant. This man was no threat. He had already been cuffed, put in the backseat of a police car. They took him out. They dragged him on the sidewalk. This man was a complete docile. He was in a completely docile position. And Derek Chauvin chose to take his life anyway. Yeah, and that and, changed things. And yeah. the, another re- reason that that was such a it it just resonated all across the world to anyone who saw it was because people were at home, so mm-hmm. we weren't distracted with the everyday anxieties of life and the responsibilities that we have. We actually had a chance to sit down and really focus on what we were looking at, and it sparked outrage all over the world. So all over the world, yeah. yeah. I mean, people couldn't look away, and the reality is, Dustin, when it comes to uh, issues of race and discrimination and and white supremacy, sad but true. If people can look away, they sometimes will. even us, they will, they will. If it doesn't you know? affect people, sometimes they, they they may even have a feeling of it uh, being unfair treatment, or they may understand it to be such. But because it doesn't affect them personally, they just continue moving with their lives, and so there's Indeed. no action taken. But nope. this was a little bit different for Brother Floyd's uh, case. Indeed. And yeah, like you said, it was global. I mean, yeah. we saw protests from South Africa to um, France to the UK. And everybody was protesting. Mitt Romney had his ass out there. He uh, sure did. Did you Mitt, see the Mitt, Wiccans? The Wiccans yeah. that were protesting, the same yes. worshipers, they were protesting too. Yeah, Quakers. It was just like everybody. I mean, Mormons. <laughs> the Quakers you know? and the Mormons, Ebony, who ain't even got the internet. They right. knew what was going on. They, they so. got that, you know, they got um Morse code or some shit. Yeah. Let them know what was going some. on. And yeah, and it was it was something that the world couldn't look away from. And I think even to this day, right, we're still feeling residual positive impact of that moment. For um, sure. in terms of yeah, attention. Sure. In June, Rayshar Brooks, another tragic um police brutality uh situation, mm-hmm. just fucking terrible. It just now, won't this, stop. Won't stop. Now, this is interesting. Also in June, NASCAR. Now, you know, I'm, I grew up in Charlotte, North Carolina, which is one of the home bases of NASCAR. Okay. And I, I you know, I, I served a, a full year as a Hooters girl at the NASCAR Hooters. Okay. And I can tell you, listen, first of all, those chicken wings and those tips were very good. Hey, I but love listen, Hooters. I'm just going to tell you. I, I, listen. The, so whenever the, you want to go for to reminisce and, you know. I really do enjoy that. I'm going to text you this 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 hilarious picture back uh, when I was uh, earning my tips at Hooters. It's <laughs> okay. It's going to blow your mind. Don't, don't laugh at my highlights. They were from a box. <laughs> you know, they were from a box. It was That's a, that right. African pride highlighting kit. Listen, don't even worry about it. We all have it. been there, okay? Listen. Um, but interesting enough, if, if you've been to any NASCAR events or races, Confederate flags are like, <laughs> you see literally more Confederate flags at a NASCAR event than you do American flags. Honestly. Like, that's just the reality, right? So interestingly enough, clearly on the heels of the revolution caused by the killing of George Floyd, mm-hmm. NASCAR bans displays of the Confederate flag. Mm. Shocking. So also, uh, the NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace became like an icon, right, of NASCAR finally trying to move into the 21st century and and, and rid itself of some of the shameful uh, racial prejudices that it has upheld for years. Um, so that was an interesting moment with NASCAR. Then you had Mississippi, uh, uh, a state that I have argued in front of the courts, and the Mississippi state flag had 
a very clear uh, emblem of the Confederate flag as a part of the state flag. Like it just was there. And I have to tell you, Dustin, that was something that when I was in law school, when I was on the national moot court team, that's just a very light grade flex. Um, and we won. Mm-hmm. I had to do so in a courtroom that had that Confederate flag staring me right in the face. So for people that think these flags or these statues of Confederate white supremacy don't mean anything or don't affect, they do. You know, mm-hmm. it's, I'm, I'm already the only black woman in the courtroom. I'm already arguing against, you know, uh, to a judge panel of three old ass white people. And then I literally am staring at the Confederate flag out of the peripheral of my vision. It's not a good feeling and it's not a good look. No, um, it's not. So very happy that Mississippi has finally removed that um, symbol of hate from its regalia. Um, Supreme Court upholds LGBTQ protections under the Civil Rights Act, specifically uh, against discrimination in the workplace. And that was very, very important. So <sighs> uh, a lot. And, and now we're just in the summer, by the way. We only we only, we only halfway through the year. We're halfway at this point. <laughs> through the year. OK, July. Heartbreak. Mm-hmm. The great John Lewis mm-hmm. passes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, this brother who we all know iconically bloodied and beaten on the Selma Bridge for us to have rights of equality and 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 just progress. That's right. Um, good so trouble. Gr- gr- good trouble. Great trouble. Mm-hmm. And um, we all mourned a connect a collective world mourned a the loss true of John loss. Lewis. Yes. True loss. NBA resumes, but they do so in this bubble. So mm. like we said earlier, for a lot of us, we didn't even take coronavirus or none of this shit serious until the NBA said they were suspending. <laughs> That's when we said, wait a damn minute. Now hold up now. <laughs> yeah. Now hold up now. Um, so the NBA does resume, much to uh, many of our, our delights, but they mm-hmm. do so in this bubble. And I have to say now that, you know, the season has concluded, the NBA really they did the damn thing. That bubble was airtight. Yes, it um, was. They, I don't think hardly had any cases of coronavirus permeated. And, you know, they really showed what it could look like when necessary to mm-hmm. continue uh, one of America and the world's favorite pastimes, which is professional basketball. Absolutely. So shout out to the NBA. Uh, Olympics, of course, we didn't have uh, postponed until 2021. And then this was also I know very much so directly related to the killing of George Floyd and the racial uh, revolution that that has since ensued. The Washington football team. Hmm. Okay, we're not going to say the raggedy shit that they allowed themselves to be called for many, many years. I'd Mm -hmm. stopped saying it years ago because I'm, you know, I'm a big NFL fan or whatever. But, you know, fuck fuck calling a team uh, a name that's so clearly and aggressively derogatory, uh, derogatory. Right. Um, An entire community of people and not just any people, the original habitat, uh, excuse me, the original inhabitants of this very land in which we reside. Yes. Are you kidding me? And that was a, they've been uh, asking the team to change the name for such a long time now. And they wouldn't do it. They would, would not they do refuse it. to even entertain the conversation. And so, like you said, this was a direct uh, result of the uptick in visibility of Black Lives Matter movement and just social justice issues in general. due to George Floyd. So, yeah. Yeah. And that part, you know, thank God, you know, that Mm -hmm. it's sad enough and tragic enough that, you know, we lost George Floyd, his family, his daughter, his, all of that. But um, to see that something good Mm -hmm. is coming out of it um, is a good thing. So yes, they are now called the Washington football team. August, more heartbreak. Mm -hmm. (sighs) In many ways, our King, 
uh, Chadwick Boseman passed away. And it was really shocking, right, Dustin? If you remember, because we no one knew he was sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, brother was so young and uh, just gone, you know? And I think it was, again, another... In, in the wake of this pandemic, um, it's another reminder of how precious life is and 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 what i so deeply respect about chadwick and you know many many of us watched over the weekend uh ma rainey's black bottom Mm -hmm. you know that this brother worked until his last day worked straight through a cancer diagnosis and treatment which all of us i'm sure have relatives or loved ones that have experienced that same situation and so to see his resilience to see him fighting through that and working and and not just existing but turning into another person who's Indeed. not sick and yep. you know as far as his craft is concerned it was just it's a lot and I, it's I, a I, lot and i had just seen the five bloods which is an excellent mm-hmm. spike Lee film if you've mm-hmm. not seen it check it out on netflix right before the announcement um the chat had passed away and mm-hmm. it, that brother's just brilliant and we were blessed to have him for, yeah. for the time that we did uh also in august uh, Jacob Blake, uh, another brother shot uh, by the cops in the back, uh, paralyzed and still recovering as we speak. We're going to follow that case, too, on holding court in 2021. We also saw in September the passing of the iconic Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Man. Uh, second woman to ever sit on the Supreme Court and just a beacon for rights and equality for all, for women, for black folks, for uh, LGBTQ community members, for the handicapped. I mean, if you were a marginalized person and discriminated in it, and discriminated against, Ruth Bader Ginsburg made life a little bit better for you. Unfortunately, October also saw the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett. Every time I think about that, I just get mad and want to cuss. I mean, every well, time yeah, you should. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, lots of folks uh, from the Trump administration, including Trump himself, all tested positive for COVID in October. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and a shining bright spot in the month of October <laughs> 2020. Uh, of course, was the debut of Holding Court uh, with Ebony K. Williams. Yes. And I just had such a blast doing this with you, my dear friend. Everybody. Love it. So thankful for this opportunity. Love it. Love you. Could go on for a whole episode, but we got to mm. keep this thing moving. Yeah, we're almost at the end here. November, uh, mm-hmm. another, you know, maybe we started to shit off now that I'm looking at it in order. Okay. We started the good news for 2020. We got that good news ball rolling, <laughs> didn't we? Good, yeah, and then we got some more. with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Former Vice President Joe Biden became president-elect Joe Biden, along with Kamala Harris as his vice presidential uh, partner. Madame. Madame VP Mm -hmm. and also MVP. Can't wait to see it. So happy it happened. We had to wait on that victory and it was well worth the wait. Well worth the wait. So very happy about that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then this month, of course, we're in now December as we conclude this Hell of a year, as you mm. coined it so appropriately. We are finally seeing the first of the COVID vaccines being distributed um, mm-hmm. as they should first to uh, healthcare workers and physicians and nurses and all of those yes. that are in contact and who risk their very lives to yes. fight this disease. Uh, and next up, you know, will likely be uh, frontline workers and the elderly community. So, yes, good for and, that. And, and good for that. In COVID, I mean, it is just really, you know, I recovered from a, a mild mm-hmm. to moderate case earlier this year. Thank God. Thank God. But it's nothing to play with. And so many people didn't recover, Dustin. Mm-hmm. And I know it. I mean, uh, in the U.S. alone, I'm one of 18 million people that contracted COVID. Mm-hmm. And of those 18 million, over 315,000 <sighs> did not make it, did not make it, died as a result of COVID-19. Globally, 
76 million people across the world have contracted COVID at this, at this point. Two million passed away. Unbelievable. Complications of COVID-19. It's real, y'all. Gives it's you chills real. to think about it. Gives you chills to think about it. If you're concerned about the vaccine, uh, please check out uh, the last episode of the season for Revolt Black News. I interviewed two esteemed Black physicians. Mm-hmm. One woman, one man. And the woman uh, who, I mean, she's just absolutely a hero. She participated in the Moderna trial because her own father uh, died of COVID-19 earlier this year. And so she wanted to really be able to attest to the power of the vaccine. And she speaks nothing but praise of the vaccine. I asked her and the black male doctor flat out, yes or fucking no. Yeah. Are black people safe to take this vaccine? And they both overwhelmingly affirmed the safety. Listen, For us I'm, specifically. Yeah. I can't wait to pull my sleeve up. Give me Listen. the vaccine. I'm sick. This ain't living and I am sick of it. I'm ready to see right. my family without risking their health. Yep. Give me the shot. Okay. Listen, I'm I'm over here trying to see who got it. Because you know us. Who got you know the somebody hookup. got that hookup. That's the real plug. Now, if you got the hookup on the vaccines, you really Listen. plug in these streets. I look, give that's, it that's the plug of the year, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Listen, indeed. So listen, we're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, of course, we're going to get into this week's docket. We're going to talk about uh, some really disturbing news concerning the late, great Kobe Bryant and what Vanessa Bryant is facing via lawsuit from her own damn mama. So stay with us. Welcome back to Holding Court, y'all. So Kobe Bryant passing at the top of the year, you know, really let us know what kind of year 2020 was about to be, right? Mm-hmm. And to further let us know 2020 is a hell of a year, Kobe's widow, Vanessa Bryant, it, she can't even finish the complete year mourning her husband without her damn mama suing her for, <laughs> I mean, right? It, it's already You can see it on my face, Ebony, right. but I'm holding back on holding court today because I, I got you. some choice words for her mama, Tambien, okay? Her mama doing too damn much. Her oh. mother is literally suing Vanessa, trying to uh, get $5 million, allegedly a house and a Mercedes SUV. Damn, mama specific with it too. She's like, don't give me no, Just the don't give me no, lows, you right? know, it's ridiculous. Why is she suing Vanessa Bryant? Um, unbelievable. She is claiming that Kobe Bryant, prior to his passing, promised her that he would take care of her for the rest of her life. And in the lawsuit, she is specifically claiming that she was a nanny and worked as an unpaid assistant to Kobe and Vanessa for, um, you know, many, many years. Vanessa on Instagram totally disputes this. Vanessa says it's a bunch of bullshit. Vanessa mm-hmm. says it is she, she has been a stay-at-home mother her entire uh ch- you know the entirety of her children's life mm-hmm. and that her and her hu- late husband Kobe were their primary caretakers and all her mama did was just like any other grandma would do occasionally babysit your own damn grandkids mm-hmm. um and as far as being a, an assistant that was unpaid and working 18-hour days, Vanessa calls complete bullshit on that uh, and says nothing of the sort ever transpired. And I do, too. This shows you how money can change things sometimes for the worst. And I just have nothing nice to say about Vanessa Bryant's mother. I don't. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you what's, what's going on with her mama, because we've seen this in other family dynamics. And we've always heard, I've always, I don't know about you, Dustin, but I've always Mm -hmm. heard 
that the relationship between Vanessa and her mother in particular mm-hmm. was extremely was, fucked up. Yeah, yeah. it was very mm-hmm. contentious. Because I obviously don't think she's going to get anything out of this lawsuit. This frivolous. I don't either. She's throwing at either. the wall to see if it sticks. But mm-hmm. you're willing to risk just severing the relationships with your living grandchildren that are left. Yes. You yep. know, your daughter, all that. But here's the other thing. Let's just for the um, sake of, of devil's advocacy, say Vanessa's mom was working as said nanny and assistant for all those years with okay. no pay. Guess what? From a legal standpoint, whatever contractual terms, whatever rate you felt you should have been paid as both a nanny and business associate or assistant had to should have been pre-established. Mm-hmm. You should have had Kobe when he was alive mm-hmm. and Vanessa enter into an agreement with you that says, mom, we're going to have you work as a, as a nanny and assistant to our things. We're going to pay you said whatever, $55, $100 an hour, whatever it is. So this is a lesson for anybody listening, Dustin. If you think you're in a, quote, unspoken agreement or some bullshit, Speak do yourself up. a favor. <laughs> Speak up. Get it on the four corners of the document. It's extremely difficult to try to collect on oral contracts, and handshake particularly business, yeah. handshake business, not impossible, but very difficult, especially when said person that executed the verbal agreement is deceased. Come on now. I can't. I, like I said, after watching your daughter experience a loss, a tragic loss, the way Vanessa did, there's just the, the fact that her mother is even willing to get all of this started is just beyond me. Next on the docket, we are going to dig in deep to the latest legal news concerning Michael Jackson. Uh, His estate uh, was victorious just this week in a lawsuit against uh, the documentary, remember, Leaving Neverland, that was Mm -hmm. uh, on HBO. Michael Jackson's estate sued HBO. Now, here are the Mm -hmm. quick facts. HBO premiered a documentary called Leaving Neverland. It actually was two parts. I did not watch it. Did you watch it? No, and I have definite reasons for choosing not to watch it. But we'll okay, get to that put later a pin on. in it. Yeah, yeah, put a pin in it. We're gonna talk about it. Uh, that debuted this. Uh, excuse me, last March, March of 2019. Mm-hmm. Now, the documentary tells a very complicated and, depending on who you ask, conflicting story <laughs> from two men who have allegations that they were molested by Michael as children. Of course, the documentary was called Neverland, uh, Leaving Neverland, because that was the name of Michael's home, the Neverland Ranch. Right. Blah, 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 blah. We all know the story. Okay. Fast forward. The estate, Michael Jackson's estate, sued because, I, and I did watch this, and if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, you're missing a pure entertainment delight. Honey, Michael Jackson's dangerous tour in Budapest in 1992, HBO aired it as a concert mm. special. Honey, okay. go on YouTube and get your fucking life. Okay? I will. I will. I actually can't wait to do that. I will. Michael killed that shit. But anyways, I digress. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, in that 1992 agreement, Michael and his company had with HBO included in it was a non-disparaging clause. Very common. Mm-hmm. Very, I, I've actually noticed this. I'm not sure if you have, Dustin, but recently all of the deals I've been signing, mm-hmm. they all include one. Mm-hmm. You know, and on both sides, you know, to protect mm-hmm. both parties. Right. So in that, in that clause, Michael was not supposed to ever disparage HBO. And in turn, HBO was to never disparage Michael Jackson. That's right. Makes sense. Makes sense. Very common. Well, Michael's estate is claiming that some 27 years later, because of the debut of this leaving Neverland Ranch, which clearly is, uh, you know, very 
derogatory mm -hmm. around and 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 work to works say to the defame, least. Yeah. right <laughs> it is an effort to defame the legacy of Michael Jackson uh whether right or wrong that part is true right yes the Jackson estate is saying that's a breach of our agreement that's a breach of contract that is a breach of the anti-defamation clause that HBO willingly agreed to in 92 when they wanted to do business and get money with Michael Jackson see see what's happening here yeah okay so HBO says, well, no, that was a long time ago. We feel like we satisfy enough of that anti-defamation uh, agreement. And so thus this lawsuit is frivolous and we don't want to take it to arbitration because also, <clears throat> also in that HBO Michael Jackson agreement was an agreement to have any disputes arbitrated. Okay. Mm. Another common legal clause in most all contracts. Most all okay. contract, you know, if you, if you end up in a lawsuit with your agent or manager or network, blah, 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 almost all of them are going to require before you go to litigation, mm -hmm. you go to arbitration. Mm -hmm. OK, HBO is trying to get out of arbitration. Well, first, the trial court said not on my watch. And now the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which consists of three judges, unanimously, all three of them agreed not on their watch either. HBO. Good. Yeah, HBO. Listen, we're not saying that this lawsuit has merit. And I want to be clear here. The court is not making an assessment of the merit of H of the Jackson family's claim of HBO's breach of contract around the anti-defamation clause. They're not okay. speaking to that. But what they are speaking to is it might have some merit mm -hmm. and the arbitrator should be the decider of that. So take your ass to arbitration. How That's what the that? Ninth Circuit said. Yeah. Um, so we're going to do occasionally on holding court. We're going to do a mailbag. Oh, I totally, I would love that. Let's do that. What else we're going to do is we're going to take another quick break. Okay. Welcome back to holding court where we're going to take questions uh, from the culture and from our listeners and from our jurors and, and give y'all a little uh, legal tea, as we say. Okay. Um, and I just want to let y'all know, of course, y'all know what we do here on Holding Court. We keep it a buck. We keep it a hundred. A lot of this is informational. A lot of it's also fun, right? We mm -hmm. hope y'all are having fun. So uh, if you find yourself in similar situations in real life to some of the things we talk about here on Holding Court, uh, this, this podcast, <laughs> great as it is. And we think it's fucking great. Mm -hmm. It's not a substitute for an actual attorney, right? That's right. This is, this is not a substitute for you getting actual legal advice in the jurisdiction in which you, you reside. I greatly encourage that. A lot of the feedback that we get complimenting the show and what we do on the show is from other attorneys, which makes me and Dustin really happy and proud. So excited. Uh, but make sure, y'all, you avail yourself to actual legal counsel mm -hmm. if you find yourself in a legal predicament, Okay. Um, fantastic. So with that, we're going to go to this mailbag question. And I texted this to you because I wanted you to sit on it, Dustin. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and, and I got this from our friends over at Hollywood Unlocked. It was a full screen question that they asked uh, about a week ago. And this is the question. Is it okay to date other people while you're still married, but separated from your partner? Mm. Now I'm going to approach the answer in two ways. The first is going to be from a legal perspective, and then I'm going to speak from personal experience. Okay. But before I get to that, uh, <laughs> before Auntie E speaks, Dustin, I just want to know your top level thoughts. What do you think when I say to you, Dustin, is it okay to date other people while you are married, but separated from your partner? Uh, just speaking morally, okay, mm -hmm. and my own personal moral code, if I were separated and 
actively seeking a divorce, yes, because I would be done with that situation. And mm-hmm. so I would be doing everything to legally sever myself from any ties to that person, to my ex. So mm-hmm. I don't see shit wrong with it, but I'm definitely interested to know from a legal perspective mm-hmm. what's okay and what's not, what's not so that, well, I ain't married, but if I got married so that I could protect, hopefully, I, just tell me, Abby, <laughs> where, how does it work? I love you, Dustin. This is so good. This is so fucking good. Okay, so let me start with the legality. Because Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't even think that there's a legal component to this question. They only see the moral part. And before I went to law school and took the bar exam, actually, Mm -hmm. that that would have been my thinking, too. So here's a quick story. Y'all know I went to law school in New Orleans. Shout out to Loyola College of Law. Mm -hmm. But I took the bar in North Carolina because after Hurricane Katrina, which happened during my second year of law school, Life in New Orleans was just a lot different. Yeah. Different. Yeah. So I decided to go back to North Carolina. So I'm studying for the bar exam and I'm taking a Barbary course and we get to the family law section. Okay. Because on the bar, it's like nine segments or some shit. It was a long time ago. I took that shit back in 2007. Um, But, you know, you have to get tested and be competent in each section of law. And family law is is one of them. So I'm studying North Carolina family law and I find that there is this thing a legal entity, um, a legal, rather not entity, a legal concept okay. known as alienation of affections. Uh-oh. Alienation of, of affection. So I get to this part in the bar review, Dustin, and I'm like, I'm asking my, my North Carolina bred uh, colleagues, what the hell is this? They said, oh, child. I said, for, actually, I was like, is this real? And they were like, girl, absolutely it is. Let me tell you what it is. Alienation of affections is a common law tort, which is like a, a civil wrong. It's a, it's a civil lawsuit I'm talking about. Okay. Where you can sue, if you are the spouse, right? You're married. You can sue the person that your spouse is having relations with. Oh, shit. Okay. So and let me tell, yeah. And let me tell you the reasoning, okay? Because a lot of this comes from, you know, a place of, you know, where, what's the rationale there? Right. It's to say that if you can prove that your marriage had some kind of love between the partners, that that love was inflicted upon, uh, impeded upon, affected by a third party Mm. and that that third party knew about or otherwise was malicious in contributing the loss of the love you had with your spouse. You can sue their asses. And let me tell you where this is applicable because it's not everywhere anymore. It used to be widespread. Of course, if, if this sounds antiquated, it maybe is. Okay. But, I pers- but I'm here for it. Yeah, um, get that <laughs> You know, this is the best thing I've heard all day, <laughs> Listen, you can sue. If you live in North Carolina, which is mm-hmm. where I told you I was practicing, Mississippi, Hawaii, New Mexico, South Dakota, or, of course, Utah. You know Utah's going to be yeah. on that list. <laughs> um, you can fucking sue the, the, the third party in your marriage, the person having a relationship or other um, familiarity with your spouse for alienation of, of affection. And here's the kicker, Dustin Ross. Sex, not required. What? Yep. Let me tell you this part. No, this is wild, right? I couldn't believe it when I was studying for the bar and found this out. Yep, 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 yep. It is not necessary to show that the defendant set out to destroy the marriage. 
but only that he or she intentionally engaged in acts that would foreseeably impact the marriage. Let me talk about my personal anecdote as to why I do not personally date separated men. Okay. I don't give a damn how long you've been separated. I don't care where you and your wife live. She could live in a whole nother country. I've, I've, I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't date separated people. To me, Dustin Ross, there are but two relationship status, married and single. I know that's right. And if you're not married, you're single. <laughs> and that's it. So <laughs> long ago, when little Ebony was a law student. Okay. Young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, right? Naive. Mm-hmm. Um, I fell in love with a classmate of mine, mm-hmm. and he was going through a divorce. Now, this was very salacious. Okay. This um, this guy, who's a good guy, still I still to this day think he's a wonderful person. Just who child, mm-hmm. hot mess of a situation. He and his then wife came to law school together. They were a very cute couple. Okay. Okay. And we, everybody knew they were married and in law school, we're in sections and you spend all your time with your section. Your section probably has a hundred other law students in it. So this young man and his wife were in two separate sections. He was Mm. in my section, which is why we became friends. Okay. Dustin baby. This couple had just gotten married right before law school, gone on a beautiful honeymoon. Cute, 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 cute. Okay. He bought her a car for their wedding gift, which was cute. And mm-hmm. they would ride to school every day and say a car together. Right. Cute. Cute. Mm-hmm. Child, this woman <laughs> starts having an affair with a, 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 another guy in her section. Get out of here. The whole law school knew about it. Why? Well, because they made no bones about hiding it. At some point, the woman was driving to school with the new man in the car the husband bought. I kid you not. I kid you not. It was terrible. We all felt so bad for our section mate and really embraced him and started going out with him and hanging out with him. You know, because he was obviously, this is embarrassing. This is depressing. This is heartbreaking mm-hmm. that your new wife is it's sitting up here her flaunting yeah. her new relationship, her affair in front mm. of your face and the entire school's face. It was a mess. It was mm, like mm, mm. child, raggedy. So me and, and the guy, we, we had a really close friendship. Okay. And we were, and he, you know, we would study together and we were both, you know, exceptional students. So that worked out well. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, you know, one thing leads to another and we fall in love. Okay. And, oh, I skipped a part. Said woman, pr- like three months into the marriage and three months into her affair, moved out. So they're no longer living together. My classmate, he said he went home one day. It was a U-Haul in front of his house. Okay. Side piece. Fast forward. So now me and my classmate are in love. Mm-hmm. We're happy. You know, I felt really happy to be able to bring him some joy. And he mm-hmm. brought a lot of joy to my life. And honey, we dated for seven, eight months. Okay. I mean, we completed the, the year together. We both did great. We were, you know, excited about our second year of law school. We were yes. looking at apartments to rent together. Literally, because mm-hmm. we were going to move in together. Like, I just knew I was going to marry this guy. And, you know, he, you know, we talked not a lot about marriage because we were young, but, you know, just like a life together. Yeah. You know, very much so. Yeah. Going there. Literally, we're, look, we're looking at leases together. Mm-hmm. We were all of this, all of this. And then one day, he stopped taking my calls. I kid you not. I couldn't reach him for literally two weeks. I was devastated. I was more heartbroken 
then than I've ever been to this day, to this day. And I've been divorced, you know, uh, I recently went through some things with Mm -hmm. my partner, you know, Mm -hmm. hear more about that on Real Housewives of New York. How about it? (laughs) (laughs) But um, to this day, Dustin, I'm not even even sugarcoating or I'm just putting it out on the table. The most devastating heartbreak I've ever suffered in my 37 years was those two weeks when this man that I just knew I was going to spend my life with would not even pick up my call. Yeah. And when I finally saw him again, it was two weeks later, we were, we'd resumed school. I was devastated, but I had to go to class. And I saw this man hand in hand with his wedding band back on with his wife. Damn, Ebony. I'm so sorry. I will get where where is the motherfucker now, Ebony? No, Let me listen, know. listen, listen. It it all ended, um, it all ended in a dramatic fashion. Cause how the hell else could this crazy right, ass story end? Of course, end? yeah. Um, they actually did end up eventually getting divorced, but it was like three or four years later. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a mess. The point of the story, Auntie E is telling y'all this crazy, heartbreaking, embarrassing mm-hmm. on some level story. Because I want y'all to know this. Despite his intentions, and I do actually believe his intentions were pure at the time. Yeah, yeah. I really do. I was in it, right? I'm not, I, w- I would tell you if I thought he was, oh, you know, he motherfucking play. No, right. I think at the time he was really in it. But when you are married, there is always the distinct possibility. In fact, now that I have been married, I can speak to this better, Dustin. When you are married, there is a presumption, really, mm-hmm. of reconciliation until you are divorced. Because mm. even when you're separated and you think you're getting a divorce or you think you're ready to move on, the kind of basic tenets of marriage tell you that if there is any possible way to save this union, you should. Right. You should. You should try, whether it's therapy prayer, both, a retreat, whatever is possible. You know, the law tells us this. Most people's religious beliefs tell us this. Right, right. So I don't even fault him. After now, mm-hmm. you know, I was mad as hell and all that shit, but but now that I've grown up, you get it. Yeah. I've been married myself. Mm-hmm. No, don't play with married people's marriage. And you might not think you are. Right. Because this person has come to you as a single individual. Mm-hmm. They're saying I'm separated. They're saying I don't even live with my wife. They're saying she live in Singapore. Mm. He's married. He's married. He may not think of himself as married. He might not be carrying himself as married. He's fucking married until yeah. his the divorce paper is filed. The yep. ink is dry. The judge has signed off and the file clerk has stamped that shit. He's married. He's mm-hmm. married. He's married. Oh man. Ebony. And so, yeah. So that's, that's it for me, Dustin. And ever since then, even my, my, my last re- serious relationship I was in, he was divorced. Mm-hmm, <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I, I make no apologies when I tell, and he was an attorney and I was, a, I said, I'm actually going to go ahead and need to see the filing. Mm-hmm. And I did. And he pulled it up for me. And I said, mm. and I've looked for certain things. Okay, you what's the date? protect your heart, girl. Yeah, you what's the to. date? What's mm-hmm. file stamp? Don't play with me. Mm-hmm. So I personally, I'm not judging anyone who does, you know, because I do, I agree with you, mm-hmm. Dustin, that if someone is separated and purporting themselves to be so, I don't think it's morally wrong to date them. Mm-hmm. But for me, 
because of my experience dating a separated man and the devastation I endured when he reconciled with his wife as, as frankly, he was supposed to do. You know what I mean? According to the letter of the law, according to moral code. I mean, unless it's like abuse or something like that, which was infidelity, which sadly happens. If he, if if he saw a path to save his marriage, that's what that was. That actually is what he was supposed to do. I was a casualty. And, uh, and I, and I learned for me what was a valuable lesson. So, yeah, I agree with you then, Ebony. The paperwork got to be dry. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. I don't want no parts. I don't want no parts. I'm not trying to get sued in North Carolina or Utah Mm-mm. or New Mexico. Or Hawaii. Or Hawaii. I was listening. <laughs> yeah, for, uh, <laughs> I love it. For alienating nobody's affli- affections. Uh-uh. And, and also, you know, on a more, more you know, pragmatic level. Right. And personal level. I don't want my heart broken. Well, you know? thank you for being so candid and honest about this stuff because people will be able to pull those kind of gems mm-hmm. from your stories, personal stories, and save themselves. So that's it for today's episode of Holding Court. Thank y'all so much, jurors, for listening. We really do love y'all. We appreciate when y'all comment and like yes. and give us recommendations. We do read all that stuff and try to retweet and post as much as possible. Follow us, subscribe to us, give us a great review or just honest feedback. We're here for that too. Tell a friend, tell all your friends, matter of fact, and help get the word out and check out our episode links for um, additional information because we love to give solutions on Holding Court. Yes, we Holding do. Court, yeah, we come to you from Uppity Productions in association with Dossie Media. We're presented by the Black Effect Network from iHeartRadio and audio services, of course, provided by One of One Productions. Check them out at oneofoneproductions.com. Y'all, make sure you come back. Join us January 13th when court's going to be back in session. And in the meantime, stay safe. Keep your mask on. Socially distance. Enjoy some holiday cheer. Keep the faith and always do what, Dustin Ross? Read those terms and conditions. Happy holidays, y'all. Lately, I've been locked. Losing all control, I admit it. All this Tennessee hit my limits. This might be all to hear. Let me finish. I get it. I know you tease me. Love me for the leisure. Only for the ease, see you searching for the meaning Hate the way we treat this, why you in a rush? Do you got no business leaving? Why you always leaving? Know you want that repeat, yeah, ain't no way around it We got a danger about us You got your way about you, now much to say about it Still have your way around me They say it was something special Is it better when we left it? All this inside of my head Know when you're ready, I just wanna know